Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everyone, this is Slamfire Radio, episode 513 for June 28th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Kyle. And I'm another host, Mo. Most mm. the hostes with the mostes are on. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we uh, get straight into what we did in guns? Uh, I, I'm going to start today. I'm going to yeah. just be selfish. I'm going to be like, you know what? I want to talk about my stuff Go first. Go for it. Uh, Thursday night, went and did a uh, Thursday night fun shoot at, uh, at Sherwood Park. Uh, went up there with my neighbor and, uh, yeah, it was a good time. We, um, he used a rimfire rifle and I chose to use a Tokarev, not just any Tokarev, <laughs> the Chinese M57. So this is purely for, because I don't have enough mags for my M57. The M57 has got a little bit of a taller grip, so I would have preferred to use it. But um, I only have two magazines that fit it. And my other two magazines are the, oh, well, that's a long one, are the one round shorter ones. So you can run the longer mags in the shorter gun, but you can't run the shorter mags in the longer gun. So I ran the shorter gun with the long mags and they run just like that. It's kind of goofy. Four mags is hard. Just four mags with like nine, eight or nine rounds, like on, on some of our <laughs> courses of fire with a Tokarev, which, uh, you know, sights aren't the best. Uh, this mm. one had the best trigger of uh, any of the three that I have. So I chose to go with it. But uh, even it's a little bit stiff. Uh, it was interesting. It was an experience. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say I shot particularly well <laughs> with it, uh, but uh, but it was fun. Definitely, uh, definitely a fun time. Use my retention holster. <laughs> See, uh, got this yeah. leather holster. It's it, it retains the pistol quite well. Uh, not very go fast though. And how do you stage a Tokarev? How do you load and make ready on this thing? What would you guys do? Uh, not uh, use it. No. So you put one one in the okay. You put one in the chamber. Yeah. Kate, okay, now what? This is not a safe gun. You can't you can't holster that. Well, Would no, you you'd have to do it just like the CZs. You'd have to. Um, Decom- well, no. Oh, wait a minute. That's not action. a double action, is it? It's single action only. Uh, so it's, so you, you you could, go- there is a half cock. It's on half cock right now. Yeah. And but- then you could pull it out and like that. You know what I did? I just I just put I, the mag in and I just holstered it. <laughs> okay, you it ran an empty chamber. Yeah, I just ran, yeah. what is it, condition zero or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Not fast, but simple. <laughs> condition three, I think it is. I don't know. Condition, yeah. you're going to die. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. Yeah. If you ever try that in the streets, you're going to you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it wasn't very fast. It'll get you that was killed. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And my ammo was cheap because I'm shooting like surplus 7.62 by, you know, cheap stuff on paper. How many, so. how many stages? Uh, three or four, 
three or four. Okay, so you got a few times to practice racking your slide then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's like real hitchy. Sometimes it, it racks nicely. Sometimes it, uh, it it doesn't, and it's real catchy on the hammer. So See, I bet you were hoping for you were wishing for uh, some front serrations then. For that. <laughs> I can put them in. I got a couple of these things. <laughs> Make them real ugly, hand file them, and don't even do like oh, a, yeah. a symmetric job. Just grab oh, them in the front there. Well, if you're gonna do that, do the scallops or the dragon scale serrations by hand. <laughs> <laughs> just use the sanding drum and just kiss it at an angle for the yeah. for the scallops. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the the most rednecky solution possible. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, good, good time. Um, and then afterwards, oh, so, uh, that Spectre Ballistics LPC came in the mail and I built it into a rifle fast enough to get it to the range that same day and, uh, try it afterwards. So chose to put a one X, um, primary arms, uh, optic on there. And it is a very lightweight, uh, lightweight build other than like my barrels a bit heavy. This is a, an SPR contour, so it's by no means like a pencil barrel or anything like that, but it's accurate. This is a, this is a great uh, barrel on this thing. Uh, I don't really have any, like, I have butt brakes. I didn't want to put a brake on because I might want to hunt with this thing, so I put on this, like, trident on here. But the problem with this thing is that it rings so bad. Like, it, oh, it's, wow. got, yeah. it's got such a, a tuning fork ring every time you fire. Eh, it sounds cool, though, so you know, whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, pretty quick to uh, pretty quick to assemble. Oh, did they fix that? Oh crap, they fixed that. Okay, I had one of the early versions of these, and you couldn't put an end plate. I have an end plate with a a QD like push oh, yeah, button yeah. Uh, cup, and I was like, oh, uh, I can't use that, so I'm not even going to bother. I'll just put it put it together. But I didn't have the lower on. But I can see that there's actually a spot for that now. Mm. Mm. I'm going to put that on there because then yes. I can. Nice yeah. sling point. Uh-huh. Oh, it's great for a single point. Um, single point, like right, right there at the back of the receiver on an AR. That's perfect. That that hangs really nicely. I prefer a two point, and yeah. uh, with this uh, MRA four end, uh, they have them uh, like right there. Yeah, right there. Uh, I don't have anything QD on the back, but there's nothing know. on that buttstock QD. No, this is the MFT. This is like a really lightweight stock. It's not really oh, much to okay. it. I could get, I could use like an HK hook on the back here and that would yeah. do it, I guess, or right there. Yeah, maybe an HK hook. I've got some of those. HK on the back, QD on the front. Shit, I got one right there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. But uh, just as like a refresher for anyone who isn't familiar, this is a straight pull uh, rifle. It uses the... Um, Basically, I, I cannibalized uh, some of my ARs to take the parts I wanted to, and I put them into this rifle, but it's uh, just a straight pull. There's no spring in it, so you pull it back. There's there's nothing holding it in. Push it forward. What If there's a round in there, it'll hold it, and if there's a mag with loaded rounds, it holds it, but if there's not, it just kind of like, it'll come loose in there, which isn't really a big deal. My intended use for this thing is uh, coyote hunting, pretty close range. I've got a spot, uh, my brother's place. He's got some coyotes. I am going to take it there tonight because I have to help him with some stuff. So maybe I'll shoot a coyote tonight. Nice. I got a rough sight in at the range. Um, I was, you know, hitting some steel at 100. So 50 on a coyote, <laughs> be fine. Oh, be fine. easy peasy. Yeah. 
I got a trigger tech, uh, three and a half pound single. Is this single? No, double stage. But like they're, they're two stages basically. Like they have, uh, like a little bit of gap and then that's it. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's a, pre- it's still a pretty damn good trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really glad I got it. Cause like on clearance, 260 bucks or whatever, I now have a rifle that I can use my parts on and I'm going to go shoot some coyotes with it. Nice. I guess I could with my WSMCR too, but I've got it so tuned up for uh, competition. Like I got a break on it. If I went hunting, I'd now I now you know I'd have to wear like better hearing protection. But whereas with this, I might just might just use some over over ears and and go with it. Right, should be fine. And whatnot. Uh, okay, that was Thursday. Uh, Saturday, I went and did a ladies only maple seed in White Court. Ton, tons of fun oh my god yeah. that, that group oh there was so much fun <laughs> what, was the, what was the uh turnout like uh there was six there was seven registered six showed up um they, they they've been having some flooding out there uh as i was driving in i got the emergency alert on my phone it's like there's flooding up ahead i'm like Whoa. <laughs> but it was actually just past where i was so uh very convenient for me very convenient uh <laughs> Yeah, but super fun group, really fun group of uh, of ladies, and uh, really uh, really fun time uh, doing that uh, doing that one, and fairly easy to get to. I wanna I wanna get out there again this year, maybe with a, a general. But uh, that was a bit for oh a bit about about it for me. There, that's what boot. I'm going for a boot <laughs> turning uh, turning eastern here. Uh, <laughs> about it for me uh, this Thursday tomorrow. I'm going to be running the fun shoot at Sherwood Park. We're going to be doing a steel challenge. And uh, nice. that'll be rimfire pistol, center fire pistol, rimfire rifle, or pistol caliber carbine. Any yes. of the t- um, any of the above. Take so it out. Where are you going to shoot? At Sherwood Park. Oh, what am I going to shoot? Mm-hmm. Um, no, the shadow. Because <laughs> 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 the last time we shot from underneath the shelter, um, it's dark under the shelter and bright out in front of you and shooting black iron sights is terrible. <laughs> so I, I'm like fiber optic front sight. Absolutely. If not like red dot, like I've got a 1022 there. That's got a, a red dot on it. That would be like, you know, fast, but I would rather get the reps in on a, on pistol and my mm-hmm. pistol ammo is reloaded. It's cheap enough that I don't particularly care. I can, I can run lots of that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what I'm going to do. Nice. Uh, Mo, what have you been been up to? I had a full weekend actually. So on Saturday at Avonmore, Ontario, I went to a PRS training course and it was hosted by three of the best shooters out there pretty much. Uh, Yannick Sablablanc, who's more of a center fire guy, but he's like one of our top shooters in Canada, probably the top. And uh, Matt Huey from Monfat and this guy, Steve Barks. And there was 10 of us that had signed up for the course and uh, it was an all day thing. And uh, they set it up similar to like a maple seed where there's instruction. And then we would do like a a stage with some particular things to focus on. And then we would do more instruction than another stage. Uh, And it started off with them, uh, like each of us taking a turn and shooting and they were providing like feedback and it was um it was good like and then it was not not just the feedback i i got on myself but just hearing what they had to tell you know the other guys whether it was you know positional stability or uh how how they approach the stage like it was like running it like a like a, in a match setting right and then um they had a drill that i really liked where 
they had adjusted our windage, anything up to point, uh, uh, 0.5 of a mil, and they had taped the ele elevation, sorry, the windage turret, and there was a larger circular plate and then a, and then a, a very small target. So you had to take a, take some shots on the larger plate, see where you were hitting. So obviously you're, you're seeing where, where your contacts being made and then you were adjusting, uh, you know, just adjusting based on what, what you thought you needed to adjust until you hit the much smaller target. So it was really like, um, a good way to learn, I guess, you know, to make that adjustment in, you know, in a, in a, like a live batch setting. Uh, and then there was another stage where they had set so, up, sorry, go ahead. So you were doing like Kentucky windage on that then? Cause you were saying they had your uh, windage, uh, turret. Tape. Yeah. They had adjusted and then taped it. So we couldn't see how much the adjustment was. And then they would even ask us, how much do you think we adjusted it by? And then, it, then the tape would be revealed to show if you're actually right or close. Um, so yeah, that was one stage, and then there was that another. was practice for wind calls, right? That's that's yeah, yeah. Awesome. and there was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably not explaining it right, but um, and then there was another. Like, there was there was a big focus on on calling wind, right, or adjusting for wind, calling wind, uh, and then another stage we had a, a much further uh, the um, wind teacher targets, and they had one at a further distance and one at at a closer distance. So then you'd obviously make your adjustment based on the further one to to adjust for the closer one. Uh, so that was another very good stage. And then the, the feedback they provided was, was like excellent. Um, so that was Saturday and I def like, it was definitely worth it and I would do it again in a heartbeat. So, um, and then Sunday was the actual CRPS match, uh, at that location. And, um, that was, it was 10 stages. um, and it turned out to be a really fun day. All the all the stages were good. Uh, I think from the course and just getting a little bit more experience, I did a lot much. I did a lot better than I did in the previous one. Uh, like just to give you an example, in the first one, I think I was I hit around thirty low thirty percent range, and in this one, I was more like I think it was fifty three or fifty four. Wow! And, and that's nice. of and that's of the shots I took because I'm still a little I'm still slow. Like so. Let's say there was a hundred. It was a hundred rounds in total. I think I probably had, I would say, one per stage where I didn't get the shot off, so I timed out. So there's probably, let's say, I was fifty-three of ninety, something like that. Um, so and I was really happy because I could. One of the things I was focused on that I learned from the course too was like target acquisition. So as soon as I go down on the prop, that I'm finding that first target, that I'm not wasting time like looking for it you know not giving away 10 20 30 seconds before i'm like settled on that first target and then the same thing transitioning to the next one and the next one then we had one of the stages on saturday was like that where the the targets were spread out so we were like you know forced to to you know get off get off the scope and move our head around and you know and find that next target right so that was uh, definitely like from leading from Saturday was big help. So I felt a lot more confident and I wasted a lot less time looking for stuff. And even my staff found my stability was better too. I wasn't moving around as much. Um, and in my squad, it was a really great squad of guys. And in my squad was um, this guy named JP that actually works for Tesro, Tesro, which is like in Ottawa, big store out of Ottawa. And uh, 
watching him shoot all day, I thought, man, this this guy's doing really well. Like I'm like, but I have no idea what everybody else is doing in the squads, and you know, or if is this match too easy? Is this our whatever? So and, and uh, he ended up finishing second, and I thought, okay, this like, like just watching him all day, I, I figured he was doing well, and he ended up finishing second overall. So, um, so that was the that was the match, and um. Then I also registered for another maple seed, so I uh, succumbed to peer pressure. So I'm going to be doing another one, my second one, I guess. Uh, this will be July 8th in Cornwall. So I guess I'll see Kelly there. Hi, Kelly. And um, I I'm going to be borrowing a, a friend's um, gray birch to use for the rifle because I will not I will not shoot it again with the stock 1022. There's no chance in hell. So. I should be boring that I'm going to get to pick it up on Friday. So I'm going to be practicing with it and stuff just to be comfortable and get, obviously get my scope all, scope. I'm going to put one of my scopes on it and get it all set. And, um, any advice, Adriel master trainer? Uh, aim smalls, miss small. Do you like excellent. that one? Excellent. Excellent. Do you have like a morale patch for that or, you know, <laughs> no, uh, shoot fast. Don't miss. I was about okay. to say, don't shoot fast, don't miss. Yeah, okay, got it, <laughs> got it. I'll work on that. Um, and because uh, I, I'm gonna borrow that rifle because I had, had ordered a um, a chassis for my 1022 just for just to get a better fit for it and comfort. But I don't think it's gonna arrive on time, so I'll just uh, I'll just use that one. Um, I think that's I think that's it for me. Um, how about you, Kyle? Well, it is just. Too hot. It's way too hot to do anything. It's about 109 Fahrenheit, so like 43 degrees every day. And it, even at like 11 o'clock oh at night, God. it is still like 35 degrees, 30, 35 degrees. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just 5 o'clock in the morning. It's, well, yeah, it's about 25 degrees at like 5 in the morning, so. A cool, a cool 25, eh? Yes, a, a cool, comfortable 25 sitting out on the patio having uh, some coffee and, uh, well, smoking my vape because I am now actually a month smoke-free as of today. So Nice. Nice. So, yeah. Keep but, it going. Uh, so, so, yeah, I have not been shooting. I did get ammo shipment in and did, I'm, gonna, I'm probably late to the party, but uh, I got a new phone and... Because Apple is being a pain in the butt for transferring my region down to the U.S., I decided to give Android a go. So I bought a Galaxy phone, and of course, with the new phone, I lose my stray lock. Oh. But if anyone has a Samsung phone, you can still get stray lock. I still have it. But yeah, yeah. If you don't remove as it from a your new phone, as a new as uh, yeah uh, as a new edition, or if you buy a new phone and have to transfer over or whatever, yeah. uh, the Galaxy Store has Straylock. I just bought it again uh, today, so you still have to rebuy uh, it, but you can still buy Straylock. It's just not on Google Play or yeah, yeah. Uh, the App Store. So I was Samsung's for- Korean, right? So they, that that's in Korea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice workaround. I figured I'd just check it, but uh, yeah. So nice. nice. I was actually very happy because I mean I like Straylock. I've gotten to know Straylock pretty well over the years, so 
Yeah, nice. pretty happy to find that I could still get Straylock. Cool. Yeah. But uh, we're supposed to have a cool spell coming here. So a cool spell. What is that, being, like 25, 28, 30? Uh, it would be like, a, I think we were looking before the show, is like 30, 35 degree highs for for the day. So down to like 90, de- 90 degree highs. So yeah. wow. <laughs> hopefully get some shooting in. Because, yeah, I, I got to get some live fire sh- training, and I definitely want to work on my uh, pistol work some more. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it for me this week. Okay. All right. Let's get on to upcoming events. Uh, first off, uh, Maple Seeds. I have added a couple more. I sent out an email yesterday, this time with fixed links. I had a couple of links for Ontario that were broken. All the links for Ontario were the broken. Cornwall is broken. Uh, not in this one. I sent out a new one yesterday and it's fixed. Okay. I'll check again. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't trust uh, you, but I'll check again. Or go to the website. The website's got them too. And they're not broken on that one, I don't think. Okay. Could be. Maybe. Maybe Kelly's just breaking them just to, just to mess with me. But uh, yeah. uh, anyways, there's Maple Seed. Uh, three Gun. Yeah, I think there's a Three Gun match July 15th at Chaz. Still isn't filled. So um, yeah, there's there's Three Gun matches out there and uh, they are available. And then there was a couple that came up on our Discord here. Chris had mentioned uh, at CFB Borden, there's going to be a service condition, service condition match uh, July 16th. That's Precision Rifle. And then there's going to be a three-in-one day on July 15th. That's going to be the CQC service pistol and rifle marksmanship matches. Those are all on practice scores. Uh, practice scores. So just take a look for the ORA uh, or CFB board in there, and you should be able to find them. Uh, yes, and we have that one we already mentioned. Uh, news C21 passed second hearing. Did we already talk about that one? Uh, no, actually, I don't think we did. Hmm. Do we want to talk about it? Uh, it's still not fully passed, and boy, they're running out of time. So I don't know what what their time no, limit is. In I was going to say, of, what like, does the Senate have till his Because, well, I mean, the House has risen. Yeah, they're the out of there. I so I, I thought the senators were part of that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they like don't get the quite the cush job that uh, the other guys do. <laughs> They still got to work through it. Anyways, there's that thing. That's still happening. Uh, us getting into our giveaway. So the, um, we've got a, a, a Lynx 180 match lower that uh, SBI has uh, graciously donated for giving away. So it's lightly used. I used it for uh, for a review. Uh, and we've got a picture on uh, samfireradio.com of it, if you're curious, um, it, to get entered to win. Send us a screenshot of your donations to the CCFR uh, for every $20 donated to get one entry. Take a pic of yourself with your gun on Instagram and then tag Slamfire Radio's Instagram for another entry. One only of one of those. And the contest closes August 1st. Do we have very many entries, Chris? No, I was about to say the odds right now are really good because I think we have a total of three entries between two people. Mm, No tags on Instagram. So no one wants the free entry. I'm going to yeah. tag myself and put my Do we have to make it or we got to make a stipulation where you have to have donated and then that's an additional entry is the post or I just think you can just get to, one one only with Instagram, um, but anyone can do it. That's like our skill. Yeah, I like the idea question. of the bonus, the bonus yeah. entry. Yeah. Open to anyone. 
Open to okay. anyone. Go put it on Instagram. Pick, take a picture. Post it. Tag us on there. Yeah. Get a chance to win one of those things. Upgrade your WK or your MCR. Mm-hmm. Something a little bit more go fast. It's quite a bit lighter, eh? Like it's it's yeah. quite a bit like a half pound lighter than the uh, than the other lowers. Just because they went with like a thinner profile on it, so it uses the AR style trigger pins mm-hmm. and uh, just more skeletonized and more lightweight. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Being straight pull, they don't have to make it so so different. I guess. Eh? No, that this one's semi-auto. Mm-hmm. That's this is the oh, 180 oh, lower. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. links. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This other one, wherever that thing is, is uh, oh, it's up on one wall now. It's uh, that one is a uh, straight pull. Yeah. Uh, new gun stuff. New gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. If you need a new boomstick, Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR. They got a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. And uh, the thing I wanted to show that was theirs was let's take this over here. Just give me one second. Let's share screen. They've got the GSG rifles on sale right now, the 22s. And free shipping over 200 bucks, which is we're going to be pretty much all of these things. So if you're looking for one of those, look at how cute that thing is. Adorable. Adorable. 550 or 525 bucks for that guy there. They've got the GSG 15, GSG 16, and the shorty GSG 16 with a nine inch barrel. If you want something real short. Yeah, they got all those. Uh, next up, we'd mentioned that this product was coming to market. It's now in market. This is the uh, T-Rex Bronco Scout. This is a 12 and a half inch 308 bolt action rifle. Oh, the fireball thrower, I think is what they mm. should have called it. Um, yeah, Tony found this one uh, on Cabela's. Guaranteed to shoot one M away with the recommended ammo. Trigger tech, field trigger, uh, three lug bolt, 1300 bucks. It's not practical. The the 12-inch barrel is not going to be practical. No, not on a 308. But it'll be funny. Uh, I found this one. Now, this interested me because these parts are always kind of crappy. The the striker sleeve housings are typically plastic on, like your Glocks and that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you disassemble, fully disassemble, and you pull it out, you have to, like, get a screwdriver under there and, like, lever it up and, and get it out of there. I think yeah, that's what you have to do in locks, right? I'm remembering correctly. I think I am. Mm. Am I or not? Or is that captured on the spring? Isn't? Am I thinking about the FNS? Mm. Anyways, with with one of those, you have to use a screwdriver on plastic. It's uh, it's it's not very confidence inspiring. Um, M Carbo is making some stainless steel striker sleeve housings. These ones specifically are for the P365, but uh, that's interesting that they're making those because if they're making them for them then they might be able to make them for some of the other guns out there as well. Oh. And those, mm-hmm. it always struck me as like an incredibly cheap part. Um, yeah. That combined with some of them will have like a captured uh, firing pin spring and the capture on it is like a couple of little tiny <laughs> pieces of plastic. Oh, but they're reliable. So, you know, what can you say? And then yeah. uh, I'm going to mention this one because uh, someone mentioned that they found some CCISV for 10 cents around I spit in the face of your 10 cents around Ooh. because Magdom's <laughs> got 461 for a 50 round pack of CCI standard velocity. 461. And that's what is that per round? Uh, 4.61 divided by 50, 9.2 cents nice. per round. 
it's not quite 2021 prices. It's not quite 2020 prices, but uh, pretty close. I think in 2021, I got a round of, uh, well, I, I, I bought in bulk from a retailer and we did a group buy and we bought like you had to buy 5,000 rounds minimum. And that for that, I was getting seven cents a round. So for mm-hmm. nine cents a round to be buying, by, buying them by the 50 instead of the 5,000, that's, that's looking pretty good. That's, like, that's mm-hmm. definitely looking pretty good. So those are over at MagDump. All right, let's get on to the main topic. And welcome back to the show, Tristan from Spectre Ballistics. Tristan, good to see you again. Thanks for having me on. It's been so long, maybe a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's been about a year. Yeah, well, maybe. a year since you've been on the show, a week since uh, we've we've shot together. I think, uh, what was it, like last uh, last Thursday? Yeah, we shot the uh, pistol match with yeah. inappropriate pistols. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very inappropriate pistols, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I think the more exciting thing is uh, you guys have a new 1022 product mm-hmm. out there. You were kind of teasing yeah. it over uh, last week, and then when it came out, it was that uh, top charging unit. Yeah, it's called the ST22, and it's a fully ambidextrous 1022 receiver, and not the type where you have to switch the charging handle from one side to the other. Uh, it just works, and the charging handle is going to be familiar to a lot of you people who like ARs, and just right on the rear of the receiver. Yes. So. And we also have a forward assist. So if you get a jam or you want to force around into the chamber, you just tap that and it works like a forward assist. Love it. So that's reciprocating and the other bit is non-reciprocating? Is that yeah, the idea? So non-reciprocating, you can kind of see. Ah, okay. this, this rear bit hit here, it's just held in with a spring detent. So when the bolt cycles it, like bolt back here, it doesn't move. It's locked okay. in there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And, and there's a- uh, that latch for the charge. There's no latch on the charging handle, right? So you can grab it from either side? Yeah, you can grab it from either side. Just like that. Very just nice. A nice little stubby guy. Yeah, that's not going to get in the way. Nope. Yeah, this is what they look like out of the rifle. Real simple, real light. Made of billet aluminum. Looks like a pretty simple, just an Allen key going into that. So if you wanted to make like an extended one, that's like for go fast. Oh yeah, absolutely. If someone wanted to modify this or make a different one, they can just unscrew that bolt there and put their own piece on. Mm. I actually have. Here's what the rod looks like. Just on its own. Ah, okay. Very cool. And... The forward assist, which is kind of just like your standard charging handle, just has a little nub on it. You kind of see it. Hmm. And that's what the uh, T-handle grabs on. Yeah. Cool. And this is a short little stubby guy, so it doesn't hang on anything. Yeah, so it doesn't really get in the way or anything. Yep. But you can still use it to <laughs> to ram a, ro- a round home that you probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, if you're shooting Thunderbolt or something really dirty, sometimes you got to force it into the chamber. Yep. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen it do that. <laughs> cool. So where'd you get the idea to do that? Like, what was the uh, what was the impetus? You wanted to like go faster and and have a have an edge in uh, in some of the matches we have. Yeah, mostly when I do a reload, I don't want to break my firing grip. So, and reaching under, I always found that awkward. So I prefer just to grab here and go like that. And I wanted something that I didn't have to use a special bolt for. So this will work with any standard 1022 bolt. It doesn't have to use a special bolt. Uh, 
Because there's another product that's kind of similar like this, but it adds a bunch of height to it. Oh, what is it? What is it? It bolts onto your rail. Um, I think yeah. it only. I think it only fits the uh, OEM receiver, yeah. and it kind of it acts like a riser, uh, and it reaches around and grabs the charging handle. Yeah, it um, it doesn't look like it was designed like, like it, it looks like it's aftermarket. Like you're putting something on to to make the rifle do something that it wasn't supposed to do. Yeah, it is another product. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Cool. Uh, what other kind of features do you have on it? I noticed something that made me kind of excited when I saw it, and it wasn't the charging handle. Cleaning hole? Not that, but that's that's neat too. I got a drill. Another good one, yeah. There's a this that one, one here. That one. Uh, yeah. The, the barrel lock screw. So I have a lot of 1022 barrels that are out of spec because I bought them really cheap and they don't they they're sloppy in all receivers mm-hmm. and they always droop. So yeah. to get around that, we added this um, screw, which all you do is you torque it down to 25 inch pounds and it seats the uh, barrel into the receiver so it won't droop. Nice. Yep. Yep. I don't know. And like for, for people out there who haven't built a lot of 1022s, they're probably not aware of this, but I mean, Jennifer, she had a factory Ruger, uh, the match one, and it had 50 MOA of droop from the factory. It was unusable. She couldn't, she couldn't dial enough to, uh, to make up for the barrel droop it had. Yeah. It's just unusable. I, I saw that rifle and you could just look at it and see it was bent downwards. Yeah, but that fixes it. <laughs> that yeah, little it, Allen key. So I have one barrel that uh, the shank is uh, 15 thou too small. And even with that barrel, this won't droop. Wow. Nice. It's a hot dog down a hallway for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also allowed us to expand the shank size in here a tiny bit. Uh, we've added about two thousands to it. Um, so it'll accommodate all barrels. Um, some manufacturers like to oversize the barrel and you have to kind of press them in, which is not good for the receiver. It could bend the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will just fit and lock in place. Yeah. I have had to do the throw the barrel in the freezer uh, trick to get some of mine in some of my receivers. <laughs> but the problem with that, you hammer the heck out of it to get the barrel in there and then you have to twist it to, to index it. So that extractor grabs in the right spot. And it's a, uh, if That's there are you damage real- it. Oh, yeah. If it's a real tight fit, that's a huge pain in the butt. Yeah, and you could twist your receiver and completely ruin it. So we wanted to avoid that as much as possible. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And then V-block to uh, to actually hold it in there. Yeah, and it comes with the adjustable V-block. So you, you probably don't need to use the adjustment screw on the V-block, but mm-hmm. we have it in there anyway. Nice. So if so you, you have, have a really, use- really spec. Yeah, you don't have to use beer can shims like I did on my <laughs> barrel. <laughs> That's nope. I did. I cut shims out of, out, of, out of a beer can and put that under the barrel so that it didn't droop when I installed it. Yep. Nice. Or you, or you don't have to epoxy it or anything like that. Yeah, I shudder to think about yeah, having to do that. But uh, no, that's very cool. What's, uh, what's it retailing for, the receiver? Uh, 300 bucks. It includes the charging handle and the V-block as well. Nice. Cool. All right. Yeah. Charging handle is going to be what, like 20 bucks, depending on like, well, that's a, that's a small charging handle. It's not like ex- extended charging handle is like 50 bucks. So charging handle anyways. Yeah. But the expensive yeah. part on the charging handle is actually the guide rod because it's precision mm-hmm. ground. So it has a very smooth mm-hmm. finish on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what really is the expensive part. Um, so altogether, like the aluminum parts on this aren't too expensive to make. It's the, uh, the actual guide rod that is, and that's what adds the cost to it. 
Gotcha. I see it's retained there. Oh yeah, we have a we have a screw in there, so you can actually take it apart, and put a different spring ah, on. Ah, I like it because yeah, some some people like to mess with their spring rates so that maybe if they're shooting standard velocity, they can go with a little bit of a lighter spring. Yeah, just comes off. Ah, nice. That's smart. I have uh, two charging handles that don't have retention, so when you take them apart, they they kind of just fly all over the place. And then I've got a couple that are retained. I much prefer the retained ones, putting them back in there. It's just a lot nicer, but at the same time, being able to change your springs is nice, I guess. Yeah, and our spring is just a tiny, tiny bit stiffer than the factory spring, uh, so it works with high-velocity and standard-velocity ammo really well. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really work great with stingers, uh, and most barrels can't handle stingers anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you're shooting shorts or really subsonic ammo, you'll need a lighter spring. Yeah, yeah, but... If it, if it works for standard velocity and high velocity, that's that's good to go in my books. Yep. Yeah. Works great cool. with that. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's very decent. Because I think most receivers, most receivers without all the special go fast parts are going to be in that 250 range anyways. So to get go fast charging handle and uh, and some of those other cool parts on there, like that barrel uh, retention screw there you've got, that's uh, that's a pretty good value. <laughs> yeah, so our C71 receiver, which is the older version of this, that's standard receiver, mm -hmm. uh, we retail those for 200 um, yeah. And we're going to come up with the Gen 2 one later this week, which has the barrel lock screw and includes the V-block, and it'll be about 30 bucks more. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's going to make a lot of, make life easier for a lot of people on that install. Yeah, it also makes our life a lot easier for manufacturing it because we can ream the shank diameter out to a slightly larger size and it, it's less critical that it's the exact size now mm -hmm. um, because it works with any barrel before we're making uh, we're sizing it to fit perfectly with the barrel we're using for our complete rifles uh, which means it was a little tight with something like an IBI barrel where they oversize the shank quite a bit mm -hmm. huh interesting yeah or the gray birches where they undersize it and then you know how are you supposed to build a receiver that works for both of those. Yeah, it, it's almost impossible because there's no real standardization in 1022s. There should be, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. um, so having the barrel lock screw just makes it so we can use any barrel. No mil-spec 1022. <laughs> no mil-spec out no. there for them. <laughs> just whatever you want to build. Cool. Um, well, what, what other uh, 1022 parts do you have? Because I think some of, like a lot of our listeners are into 1022s. What, what else you got? Well, we have full rifles, so you can get a complete gun from us, and we make basically all the parts. Um, so we do the, the bolt here. Nice, It's a steel nitrided bolt. Uh, very plain on the outside, but seems to work quite well. The extractor and firing pin are A2 tool steel that are nice and hard, so they don't get dull over time. Um, of course, we make this solid aluminum chassis. Uh, that has a stiffening point back here to really stiffen up the receiver and help improve your accuracy. Mm -hmm. um, one of our other very popular products now is our uh, mag bases. So they just go onto a BX1 uh, magazine and make it much easier to insert and pull out of the rifle nice. and adds a little bit of weight so they drop free. Mm -hmm. um, what else do we do? We've started making chassis for the 1022 takedown after many requests to do that. So that's brand new on the market. That came out 
month ago, maybe. So that's an aluminum chassis. Uh, looks like on the back, you've got a cross pin to kind of tighten onto the receiver and, and retain it. Front yep. end, you got some M-lock slots and M-lock on the bottom and full aluminum. Yep, it's all aluminum and it's still very lightweight. Um, I think it's about 400 grams, 350 grams. So a lightweight chassis. And all of our chassis have that rear locking uh, screw. So our, both our takedown and our non-takedown have this. And that just goes into the rear uh, pin. You can see the pin on this receiver here is threaded, and that's just what it screws into. So it works with all receivers. Uh. It's not like uh, the other systems where you have to drill and tap your receiver. You don't have to do that with our chassis. Yeah, or some of the... Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they do that for ten for ten twenty twos. But I've seen some chassis where it just like pinches on, and it doesn't go through a pin or anything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah that that's actually weird. that's something we looked at doing originally. But again, looking at all the different offerings on the market, there's a lot of variance in thickness of receivers, so it's really hard to make something that would clamp onto all of them. And a clamp is not as good as a cross pin anyway. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Because that cross pin is going to give you not just that clamping force, but also it's going to locate that receiver in the uh, in the chassis. Yeah. And it also puts a little bit of preload on the receiver. Um, so it actually, there's a tiny bit of upwards force on the receiver, so there's no slop or anything either. Hmm. Cool. And, yeah. of course... We make it in a very nice blue color. This is our C71 receiver. Very nice. And red as well. I like colorful guns. Yep. Will, the, will the S22 be offered in uh, the different colors down the road? Um, we're not sure yet. Um, we like For all of our builds that we do ourselves in-house and sell as complete rifles, uh, we, we just use a black receiver. Um, okay. color matching between different pieces of aluminum on anodizing can actually be quite difficult. Mm -hmm. And we found that uh, the receiver colors, you can even see it in the black a little bit. They're done by the same anodizer with the same dye. They just don't quite match, but mm -hmm. it's more noticeable with blue and red and any other color. Makes sense. Yeah, I've had a couple of uh, black black receivers that some of them were black. Some of them were kind of like a dark purple. Not quite, uh, not quite the right color. Mm -hmm. I've had some from that are just light gray almost until you oil it. Yeah, you get that that blue. She had a comment here, a question. Someone was asking, "What triggers do you use or recommend?" Uh, in all of our rifles, we use the Ruger BX trigger. It's really hard to beat it for the price. And yeah. it works great. Um, feels nice. It's not as nice as something like a Timney or a, a Kid Trigger, but the it's not five hundred dollars either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's <laughs> a there's a pretty big cost differential there. Yeah. Cool. Get a comment slash question on player as well. Uh, he was saying, I think he's talking about the receivers that making a comment they will not work with the gray birch fusion i guess no because those yeah. are a screw in barrel yeah that's yeah 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 that's that's a threaded barrel system so you have to buy it as a, a barreled receiver mm -hmm. yeah. however our receivers do fit 
all the different chassis out there. So you can use it with a Greybridge chassis or an MDT chassis as well. Cool. Or the factory stock. We made them to fit even the factory stock as well. Nice. No, one wants, no one wants to use that. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to, <laughs> no. wants to use the factory Ruger stock. It's so, it's so low. Like all the ones we get from Maple Seed, you put your head on it. Look where my look where my red eye is. It's like I am in line with the barrel. Never mind where the sights would be. I don't know what they were thinking with this thing. It's so stupid low. I curse that thing. Yeah, every one. Whenever we get these on the line at Maple Seed, I gotta put like a big. I've got a, a a large pool noodle, perfect size. That goes on there. A little bit of vet wrap over top. Gotta put a couch cushion on there. Well, and then if if they haven't put their scope all the way to the front of the receiver, because that's the other thing on a Ruger, there's not enough room for the scope. So you need that cantilevered rail on the front. Otherwise, you don't get enough eye relief like that, like Tristan's got there. You need that bit of rail out front. Because on these, you, put, you combo this with this, and you get people who... Um, are floating and they're scrunching their head back just to get the proper eye relief with the uh, with the scope on it, especially if they didn't mount the scope as far forward as they could on it. Even with a red dot, I like to run mine right up at the front. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, one other question here from Vates. Uh, Arca rail is that coming? Going here to stay? It's a pain to find attachments, though very convenient once found. I don't know if, if like, I, I think Arca is still very popular in PRS, but uh, yeah. you got to buy all new attachments. And it's cool, though, because you can mount, like, a bag or a bipod. But, boy, is it expensive. I have a, I have an Arca tripod. It's a, <laughs> it's a camera tripod. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Like, that, that, that connection is, uh, is like, for, for cameras, camera bases and that kind of thing. And they just use it for rifles and whatnot. Cool. Yeah, the year, um, well, f- like 22s are, are exploding in popularity right now. There's, uh, there's a lot of people buying them, a lot of people that are using them for sporting, not just, uh, not just for, you know, hunting and that kind of thing or, or shooting pop cans out in the back 40. It seems like now they're being used for rimfire race guns or steel challenge mm-hmm. or uh, CRPS, ORPS. And uh, there's all of a sudden this demand for all these better quality uh, 22s than we had as kids or even like young adults. So it's cool to see that uh, companies like yours are, are bringing out some really interesting parts and really interesting receivers that are go fast receivers. Oh, it, it's definitely for going fast. Um, well, I don't know if you've made it out to any of the uh, action matches we've had at Sherwood park uh, where we do multi-gun style shooting with 22s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great and it's cheap and it's easy to get into. All you need is one gun and 50 rounds of ammo per stage. Yeah, well, yeah, like last Thursday, I could have done that, but instead I decided to run a, a, a t- stinky Tokarev with a, a leather <laughs> holster. <laughs> well, I shot yeah. it with the P1. That was an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were running the uh, historical division. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not that there is a division, but... Uh... <laughs> you made your own? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Tristan and I made our own. Cool. Uh, do you, what's so? What's what's coming up next for you guys? What uh, what are you working on next? And uh, what's coming down the pipe? Well, coming down the pipe, which kind of launched this week, is our full rifles for SD22. So if you don't want to mm-hmm. build one and you just want to buy one, we have these, and they're about sixteen hundred bucks. And out of the box, you can go 
win a steel challenge match with it or really any kind of shooting. Um, we are currently venturing down the path of barrel manufacturing. Um, oh. So we're, we're actually having them made for us by Shaw Barrels down in the States. Um, and we designed a nice lightweight profile um, barrel that'll come in 16 and a half or 16 and a quarter uh, inches and uh, 12 and a half inches. Mm. So it'll be a nice nitride barrel, lightweight. It should come in slightly lighter than the carbon fiber barrels. Hmm. Lighter, okay. Yeah. Cool. So that, that's come. That, yeah. So that's what's coming down the pipe right now. We expect those maybe September. Just they're almost done being made now. So there's the whole export process, which takes time. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't just drive down there and go and pick them up and sneak across the border. They get <laughs> mad if you do that. Back of your pickup truck. Yep. Yeah. It might get a little excited, yeah. Pipes. Yeah. I'm a plumber. <laughs> yep. Lead plumber. <laughs> yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, that's uh that's really interesting to hear because uh in terms of barrels that we can get up here, Delask has some. Uh, but I don't really know a lot where, where you'd get like a lot of and sometimes they're sold out and the, there's no twelve inch mm-hmm. barrels to be to be even had in the country. And I Personally, I think 12 inches for a ton 22. It's perfect. It's so it is. Like, light and handy. And if you look at the uh, ballistics difference from going from 12 to 16, who cares? Like there's there's practically no velocity being made up there. So that 12 inch is, is definitely getting some work done at that length that uh, you don't really need that longer length. It's perfect for doing any kind of go fast shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nice and stiff, perfect for the weight. Ah, yeah. oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. And and no one makes a 12 and a half inch barrel down in the states because it turns your gun into an SBR. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the ah, very few yeah. manufacturers that do, they're for the Charger pistol and they're usually 8 inches, 6 inches. Too um, so we had to commission an entire run of it and design the whole profile ourselves. Mm. So, yeah, this is a 16 and a half. It's pretty long. Uh, but it is light because of carbon fiber. And we do stock these. These are made by KSA, and they're a really nice barrel. Cool. Yeah, 12, 12 would come right up past that uh, that foregrip there, that your end, right? Yeah, it comes out to about there. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Just long enough. You know, you're not going to shoot your hand off if you like go a little bit past the forend. <laughs> yep. With a 10-inch barrel, it comes to just right at the front of the forend, mm. uh, which is a little too short. It's pretty easy to... Get your fingers up there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Neat. That's very neat. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for the rest of the show, we're probably going to talk well, like Dave and I got a bunch of these LPCs while you guys had them on clearance. And uh, hey, I've got a bunch of a uh, bunch of really interesting parts. there. very inexpensive muzzle brakes, as we talked about last time. Uh, what's what's your uh, what's your best sellers right now? Uh, probably the 1022 parts, the chassis, the, the ST22. Uh, which is just taking off because we launched it a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we still have our Lynx receivers. Uh, we're about to start another run of upper receivers. We got a little behind on those, so they're currently out of stock, but we just received the material in the shop today to start making those next week. Uh, we've already been doing the bottom plates and the side plates. Awesome. I don't think we mentioned yeah. um, uh, where are you actually located? We're in Sherwood Park, Alberta. So yeah. outside of Edmonton, in the in the rural area. Uh, we don't actually have a storefront, so we don't have people come to our shop and pick stuff up. So it's all by mail or one of our dealers. We've got a, a bunch of them now. 
Cool. Yeah. 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 That's the way to go. Nice. Keep keep costs low by just having like a warehouse and many and a, and a factory and ship yep. it all out. Yeah, we've got our CNC machines in the shop, and they run every day, all day. Nice. Yeah. And 3D printers. You guys have a pile of stuff that's 3D printed as well, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, so this rifle grip, which is made for our chassis, um, it might not look it on here, but it is entirely 3D printed, and it's got a real nice grippy texture to it. Hmm. And we've played with a lot of different grips, and we thought, well, let's just make our own. This one fits my hand really nicely anyway. Um, And because it's 3D printed, we can make it a honeycomb structure on the inside. Uh, which keeps it light, so it's slightly lighter than some other grips. And in the winter, it doesn't suck the heat out of your hand because it has ah. very low thermal conductivity. Or yeah. And it doesn't get very hot if you leave it in the sun either, even though it's black. Got to do that with the forehand. I, uh, I finally got that WK-181 running, and me and a buddy of mine fired all 700 rounds out of it, just like nonstop, and it was way, like the forehand was way too hot after 200 rounds, let's say. Just cook the bar- did you uh, make the barrel glow? Uh, nope, we didn't get anything glowing. It just, it takes too long to like load five round mags in and uh, and then top them back up again. But uh, it got hot, and whenever it got hot, I just poured water on it just to just to keep it handleable. Handleable is that a word? I don't know. Sure, shootable. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. too bad we couldn't shoot it at BOA. That would have been fun having a bunch of people loading mags and just doing oh, mag dumps. Cooked it. We would have cooked it, but I'm glad that I finally got it done, and it ran the whole time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, any any other uh, parts or anything else you want to mention before uh, maybe before we let you go, or any other questions from uh, Mo or Kyle? I was just going to ask. So sorry if you mentioned this. Is the new receiver ready to ship out for anybody ordering now? Yeah, we started shipping them today. Okay. Um, they'll take a bit of time to ship out just because all new things we got to figure out the process and get it all smoothed out. Um, and we have a lot of orders to ship. So that always co- takes a bit of time, but yeah, they're available on our website now as receivers. So you can order this and it okay. will ship out uh, fairly quickly. Um, and it's non-restricted. We have the non-restricted FRT for it. Um, Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. And if you, again, if you want a full rifle, we have those that are ready to ship. All the parts are in stock. They come with the carbon fiber barrel. Um, yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, everything you need. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on and uh, and showing your new toys to us so that we can uh, drool over them and uh, maybe set up our uh, Christmas uh, shopping lists and uh, <laughs> see what uh, see what's uh, coming up in store. But very much thank you because uh, the Canadian market needs more 1022 parts, needs more mm-hmm. local manufacturer because uh, that's definitely going to help whenever CBSA gets a little bit uh, testy about bringing stuff in. It's always nice to have a local source for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. It was lots of fun as always. Uh, where can uh, where can people find? Oh, sorry. Go go ahead, Kyle. Uh, we have a question on player. Uh, Rug's asking any plans for your own trigger assembly. Not right now. Um, there's a lot of work to manufacture a trigger, and we yeah. don't have the production capacity to do it. Like the housing is not too hard to make. It's all the little internal parts. Uh, our machines aren't set up to do that. We would need to get like a wire EDM and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's a pile of work and it wouldn't be any cheaper than a Timney or a kid or any of the other bulk courts and stuff. Um, and the BX trigger is just already so good. So that's what we're going to use. Yeah. It's a big, big upgrade over factory. I like it as well. Cool. 
Well, thanks for, uh, where can people find out more about you? Why don't you plug your stuff? Yeah, well, you can find all our stuff on spectroballistics.com. Um, we ship Canada-wide. Um, and anything that's not a firearm, we can also ship to the States. So if there's any American deers here, we can ship like our chassis to the States. We have lots of customers down there. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Word to the wise, Cal. All right, yeah. Kristen, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We'll talk to you guys later. Later. Thank you. All right. Thank you again, Tristan, for coming on and telling us all about that ST22. Uh, definitely the the gamer's choice for uh, for 22s now. Uh, listener feedback. Uh, Russ was saying that uh, the Senate won't scrutinize Bill C21 till fall, and most likely won't pass it uh, until November. So good news there. Yes. Brandon was mentioning that a bunch of Canada Day sales have been posted. I haven't been looking close enough because I didn't see those today. So. Apologies on there, but uh, if you're looking for Canada Day sales, I guess this weekend's the time to look for them and uh, do take a look yeah. out there. Uh, do we have any emails? I didn't check. Uh, no, but I we didn't do actually it. have some comments from player today. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. We're actually monitoring it tonight. So uh, we got Rug, who was saying, I've got two barrels and receivers that will never come out because of how tight they are. That system sounds slick. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that freezing yeah. the barrel and putting it in the receiver, that's kind of a one-way deal. <laughs> it's not a great way to get leverage on well, that barrel otherwise. You could, you, it's not just a one-way deal. It just creates, it's a lot more work to reverse it. Like, I would heat up the receiver and maybe try and pack some ice down the barrel of that to try and pull it apart. It, it, this happens in industry all the time for crush fit. Parts. Yeah, yeah, you use liquid nitrogen to freeze your pin, and then you go around with a torch around the outside to heat up the outside. And you know what I would do? Something. I would drill the hole in the back of the receiver for the cleaning rod, and instead of a cleaning rod, I'd put a straight rod and I'd put a, <laughs> a, a socket or something beating. like that, and I'd start beating the hell out of that barrel from <laughs> yeah. the back. Probably not. I want video. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That <laughs> rifle, that barrel and receiver are never coming apart again. Yeah. It'll be out of date anyways. That was a factory rear receiver. It's it'll be out of date and by the time uh I need to do that, by the time the barrel shout out. Any other comments from uh player? Yeah. Uh Rig was also saying that he would like the top charge, but he'll never get his tactical solutions barrel out of the current SBI receiver. Uh Substitute saw some reports about uh, the Cornwall Club slash range being in danger. Neighbors want to shut it down. Yeah, so. yeah. I just became a member of that place too. <laughs> so yeah. Well, hopefully they can survive. The other clubs have survived that stuff. That's a hard one. You gotta yeah. like get in good with the county or mm-hmm. start like throwing some big stacks of cash around and just buy them out and get them to move on. Substitute was also saying, but it's a dry heat. And I think that was in response to what we did down here. Your dry heat, yeah. Yeah. And then Rug was asking, can BCL screw up a bolt action? And I think, yeah, I think they they probably could find a way. I think that bolt action is better now. uh, I've still heard, like, not great things about the Siberian about uh, parts breakages and that kind of thing. But the um, I think they finally squared away that bolt action, I believe. Hmm. Because like I, I got one of the early gen models and it had like three things wrong with it and they fixed all of them completely with uh, with their fixes. Okay. I want to be hopeful. 
but the Siberian, no, still, still like massive parts breakages <laughs> and short stroking. Well, Jubes on uh, uh, on the Discord there, the Canadian Firearms Enthusiast Discord, was saying that he's he continues to have problems with his. Hmm. Out of two hundred rounds, like there'll there'll be like ten failures of, oh. of some kind or another. Yeah. Wow, it's too bad. Some of them seem yeah. to run really well, but I, again, you got to get volume behind it. You got to get yeah. like a few thousand rounds before you're like, oh, actually, no, I, I just lucked out and I went a streak of a hundred well, rounds and, and and it was fine. And it's not just volume, volume and heat too. Mm-hmm. You can't just like mm. take a shot, wait five minutes, take another shot. So it's always like a cold, cold round. Yeah. To get some heat behind it, gets get your parts heating up and coming out of shape and seeing just how, how well that was built. Yeah, and do your recoil springs like compress too fast, and then they're not doing their job? Now the action's beating each other, beating itself up, and you know what happens then? What happens if you change rounds? Like, yeah, you need to get more rounds behind it to to really see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, at one comment on YouTube, and uh, it was like last week you were talking about your Thursday night shoot, and I think you were talking about taking a different gun, and then commented mm-hmm. saying, "I thought you were bringing the Tokarev." which she ended up doing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sure did. Uh, it was not a good idea, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that jealous. Uh, well, Tristan brought out like a P1 and uh, that's a much better gun. <laughs> still not great. <laughs> it's still not great compared to like a shadow Two, like a nice heavy fiber optic sight gun. But uh, I was, uh, I was jealous. And, and he had a couple of extra mags compared to like, I only had four mags and they're all less than like eight or nine rounds. That was re- where I was really short because they're on some of the paper. Like I was just doing single hits, just a zone, a zone, a zone. <laughs> but I had some more rounds for some of the rest of the stage. Uh, Rug actually just uh, come in on a player asking what we would recommend for a short barreled manual action 308 for hunting. And for hunting. I have one in mind and it's budget friendly and everything. The Ruger American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ruger American Predator, I think, has the short barrel, right? I don't, I'm not that They have a couple versions of it. Yeah. I, the short barrel version, if you want something yeah. short and handy, yeah. for sure. But those Ruger yeah. Americans are very budget friendly and they're actually, surprisingly, they're actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Especially for the price. Yeah, you can get something with a, a nice short whippy barrel. So if you want to, yeah. if you want something that's good, good in the brush, that would be great for it. Have you seen much for like aftermarket chassis for those? Not really, not really. I don't. I don't know if there's a lot out there. That seems like a, it would be a complicated thing to do because not only do you have to make a chassis, you have to make a mag well and a like mm-hmm. a mag release and yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff, and it has to like fit on that thing. Yeah. He's talking. You had another comment about some of the tactical shorties look nice for beating around the bush, and for that, that's just you find a Remington 700 and build it out. Well, if I had two grand, I would get a cross, a Sig cross. They're very mm. lightweight, incredibly lightweight. Um, they're not too. They're expensive. not really short barrel though, are they? Uh one second. Let they're... me just look one up here. Sig Cross bolt action. Uh, what's this one got for barrel length? 18, 16. You get in a sixteen-inch barrel for a three hundred eight. That's pretty decent. Here, let me just show what this thing looks like here. They oh, look yeah. dope though. They're like a yeah, PRS rifle. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
and nice. very, very lightweight. Like this here, 16 inch barrel. What's the weight on this thing? 6.5 pounds. Okay. Oh, that's what like any other bolt action yeah. regular rifle would be, except now you're getting something with a fully adjustable stock on it. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was the 16 inch barrel. Model? That was a 16 inch. They have 16, three away. They got 18. They got two six, five Creed more two seventy seven fury. If you like spending more on ammo than you really ought to <laughs> and stainless steel barrel. What's the difference between these two here? Uh, 16 inch, 16 FLC versus 16 B. What's FLC stand for? Not so. Oh, receiver finish exalta or anodized first Ooh. light exalta. Sounds very exalta. fancy. It's it probably like just some like hard wearing finish. But what do these things go for in Canada here? Uh, they're like two grand. I would think so. Grab a couple of options here. Twenty three hundred bucks. Twenty three hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. Twenty three hundred. Oh, look at that! Look at how the bolt like fits in on the wrist. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that is nice. Yeah, it's it's all kinds. So rather than like the old way of doing it, would be tricking out a Rem seven hundred. If I had two thousand two thousand bucks, I'd buy one of these. Yeah, that's actually nice how they made that with the bolts. Now you don't. It. No, oh, that's just snuggles right in there yeah snuggles. Nice. now you don't well now you don't have the bolt that's just just hanging out to get caught on something when you fold it to the mm-hmm. driver's side and <laughs> <laughs> that's the passenger side you got to fold well, it out to okay the port side we'll go port side. You... <laughs> port side. Port side. <laughs> yeah arb retail grip so if you don't like the yeah. one that they've given you you can just swap it out for another one yeah yeah nice, nice. yeah pretty pretty yeah. nice uh, where were we? Is that all the comments on player? That, and you? Think? That is, yeah, we are caught up. All right. Well, thanks for the input and some very nice options. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I want one of those. Those used to, when they first came out, they retailed for quite a bit less. And I was like, man, I want to get one of those. But uh, these seem a little more upgraded than when they first come out, I think, aren't they? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what I, I, I didn't look at them that closely when they first came out. They just look like a, a pretty dope, uh, inexpensive, uh, like PRSE kind of a rifle, but six and a half pounds. Normally like a PRS yeah. rifles heavier than a hunting. Oh rifle. yeah. You're going 20 pounds for a PRS rifle, like yeah. a competition PRS rifle. Yeah. But like a lightweight rifle, like six and a half pounds. That's hard. That's so hard to do on a, on a hunting rifle without skimping on something like the barrel or, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to buy something from Cabela's, they've got actually, they've got a couple of different sales today. They've got, um, oh, they got their head. If you want to get like a crappy set of uh, earmuffs, they got the Walker razors. There's a glowing recommendation, 50 bucks. Um, but yeah, you can get some gel cups for them as well. Uh, they also had, had a couple of other things for sale. Did I, did I list them here or not? Yeah. The T-Rex Bronco and Walker mm-hmm. razors. Yeah. Um, but if you, uh, if you want to buy something from Cabela's, go to slamfireradio.com, click on the little link, then buy your thing, and then we get a little kickback from it. Nice. Uh, thanks to our supporters on Patreon and Player. If you'd like to support us, head on over to those. If you'd like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Or, you know, um, go onto our Discord, talk to us there. Or go on to, I don't know, Facebook and talk to us there. You've got really your choice on where to engage with us. Very uh, uh-huh. accommodating we are. Very. Uh, shout outs. I have a recommendation. Okay. So uh, um, on the WOMFAT channel on YouTube, 
two of the instructors from the course I mentioned on Saturday had a head-to-head battle at the end of the day. So it's it's pretty cool. So check it out. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a recommendation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Taurus owners, go check out the Shop Taurus website because, wow. They have a lot of different accessories and everything for your Taurus. Yeah, I got nice. looking after last week's show. And even for the micro compact, there is so many different options and choices and like holster selections. Like it's just like a one-stop shop for that gun of Taurus that you have. I was very impressed for a manufacturer's website. Nice. Hmm. Cool. So. Yeah. Good good to hear a manufacturer that uh, that provides lots of lots of options. Uh, I got a shout out to Fedor. He was one of the, uh, I, well, the only IT that came with me to uh, white court and, uh, he was, he is hilarious. Uh, he's got all sorts of t- talk from the Soviet union and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny guy to have around. Nice. Uh, finally, uh, join our discord server, watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and player. Uh, we didn't go on YouTube tonight because we can't stream with guns, uh, on YouTube. So that's why we have to upload later. Uh, join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. Good night, Kelly and Dave. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.